email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. The following is a presentation from WDEV Radio. Fast paced. Let's not act like Bruce Arians got Tom Brady there. Let, let's let's not do that. Opinionated. I wanted Tom Brady to stay because I feel he deserved to retire a Patriot. I felt he was owed that. To the point. Cam is going to a place that is rebuilding or he's hand-holding for a younger quarterback. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Brady Farkas Show on a Tuesday right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Almost a full show today again. We go up until about 645, 650. It's Randolph and Hazen in boys basketball coming up then. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for the participation in yesterday's show. You guys were awesome. It was our highest number of texters ever. It did huge numbers on social media. It did huge numbers on our podcast channel, and we appreciate that. As we continue to grow and build this show, we are appreciative of our new listeners, and I know we reached new listeners yesterday who maybe had never listened before. So uh, we hope you guys stay with us and stay along for the ride because we're, uh, we're, we're building this thing, we're growing this thing, and we appreciate everybody we were able to reach yesterday. Uh, I did get multiple texts after the show yesterday on the Napa Waterbury text line, 802-585-3026. Several people agreeing with my take on Jacob Grout that he did not need to be fired and he could have been punished in any number of other ways that were less than firing. Dean in South Burlington got in. Mark in Northfield um, showed their support for for Jacob Grout and my opinion of the Jacob Grout situation. Um We have a ton to get to today. Former UVM men's basketball coach Tom Brennan is going to be with us about 545 as he is every Tuesday at that time. And and you know what? One of the crazy things about radio is sometimes you have a really strong idea of what your show is going to be. And then breaking news happens that just bumps it out of the water. This wasn't quite that, but I had a show in my mind today. I was putting down thoughts. You know, I was, you know, I have a six or seven page show prep here and all of it was involving cam newton and the patriots and then some stuff happened that i want to get to so i basically blew out the original show plan a little bit of cam in the six o'clock hour but not much it's going to be a very interactive show again more on the jacob ground situation because more information has come to light for me so again the napa waterbury text line napa morrisville text line open 585 3026 guys let's get right to it five four three Two, one. And here we go. The opening thoughts in the Brady Farkas show are thanks to Sticks and Stuff in Swanton Lumber, Vermont's most complete locally owned home center, with locations in Enosburg, Derby, Swanton, Middlesex, and St. Albans, and online at sticksandstuff.com. More information has been given to me, has been shared with me on the Jacob Grout situation, the now former Harwood boys hockey coach. Um, and this new information makes him look better and makes Harwood look worse. Again, it makes Jacob Grout look better and it makes Harwood and their decision-making look worse. Here's a very quick backstory. I was sent a copy of the Jacob Grout message to his team, the message he sent to his team captain for distribution to his team. I was sent that message on Saturday and it's what I reported on yesterday, right? It was expletive laced. It was a message that I didn't find to be demeaning or disparaging towards individuals, but I stand by what I said yesterday. Jacob Grout was in the wrong. 
but the overreaction by Harwood is one I still completely disagree with. He does deserve a punishment and a teaching moment and a sit-down, but not a firing. And I am going to try to get somebody from Harwood on at some point to discuss this story also. It just won't be today. But interestingly enough, I met Jacob Grout today. He traveled all the way to WDEV to speak with me, and he wanted to show me something. And what he showed me was part of the message to his team captain that went to all team members. It was part of the message that I never saw, part of the message that I didn't have yesterday when I went on the air. And as far as I know, the message that I got is the message circulating in the community. And the message that I got was probably 90% of the full message. But the 10% of the message that I didn't see certainly does change the tone a little bit. And now I was already on Jacob Grout's side as far as him keeping his job. This just further entrenches me in that camp. The reason why I believe I wasn't sent the whole message is because the message was too long, I believe, to screenshot the whole thing. So I, I don't think there was anything nefarious in, in part of the message being hidden from me or anyone else. It was so long that I think a screenshot wouldn't capture the whole thing. So what got lopped off was the last paragraph, the last 10%. So the last line that I saw that I reported on yesterday was about mommy and daddy not being able to help you, you know, help you in, in, in this sport. I mean, I'm paraphrasing now, but basically mommy and daddy aren't going to be able to change your line combinations. The message that I didn't see that I have now seen today because Jacob Grout came to the studio to show me says, hard work is the only thing that will help you. Pick your heads up, gentlemen. The journey continues on Wednesday. No practice in between, just straight to a game. I expect an unholy firestorm rain down from here on out. May there be no mercy on those who step in our way from here on out. We are Highlanders. We are family. We will be champions. Once more, the swearing that preceded that, that's worthy of a punishment, but it's not worthy of a firing. But after seeing the whole message, just that one paragraph I just read you word for word, and seeing that and reading that, it's clear to me even more the intent behind the message was a frustration at players not playing hard, not something that was an intent to berate or meant to demean. I know that because I've been there. I told you yesterday, I felt that as a coach. Every team I've ever been around has gotten that same speech. Yes, maybe my speech was a little nicer. Maybe my speech was a little more tactful, but the frustration that Jacob Grout felt is the frustration that I have felt for every team that I have ever coached at a time. And even though, you know, in reading the last 10% of that message, I see a guy who cares about his community, who cares about his players, who values the time on the ice that he didn't see at that point from his team. Again, I know it because I've been there. Jacob Grout can absolutely be wrong in his handling of the situation. But if he's willing, in the middle of the day, in the middle of a work day, to drive all the way out to WDEV to bring out his phone, he brought his phone, he produced these text messages, he showed me the timestamps of it, I'm trusting that this is a guy who's pretty committed to his job, to his community, and to his team. And if that guy is that committed, then I believe the school board or the superintendent or whoever's in charge of the decision-making 
should have handled this in a better way than just outright firing him. Jacob Grau told me that his previous evaluations made no mentions of any other issues, so it's not like we already had two strikes and this third one is your out. This did go from 0 to 100. He had no strikes against him, and that is not right. And for any conspiracy theorists out there, I do not believe that what Jacob Grout showed me was altered in any way. He showed me a full text message. He showed me the portion that I saw with the new portion that was attached to it. It wasn't doctored. It had a response from the team captain who he sent it to with it. It had proper timestamps. I questioned him. I said, look, man, you know, basically I hate to do this to you, but is this real? Or did you just write this after the fact? And he showed me everything that I would want to see. And when I saw the, the 10% that I missed yesterday, I saw a guy who had made a mistake, but a guy who cared about his team. While there was certainly um, poor handling and poor tact in 50% of the message, the other 50 was very motivational and very uplifting. And again, when he says, we are Highlanders, we will be champions, that shows a guy that cares about his players, a guy that cares about what he's doing. And I trust that to be true. Um, and he sent this message on February 13th to his team captain and was fired on February 16th. I mean, my goodness, that's a quick turnaround. It just seems like how this was handled was so wrong and unfair to Jacob Grout. Look, look he made a mistake. I'm not here to tell you that swearing in a text message to your team is the right way to handle things in 2021. I'm not here to defend that. But after meeting with Jacob Grout and after hearing what people have said about Jacob Grout and after reading the text message in question, of which we didn't have the full story yesterday and we have the full story now, I am still on his side and even more on his side that, she, that he should have his job back. Punish, yes. But punish can be a one-game suspension. Punish can be a two-game suspension. I don't know. That's not my call. But what I can know is that you don't go from zero to 100 with a guy who's never been in trouble before. When the guy has never been in trouble before, this seems like something that is not a fireable offense. It doesn't seem like it's a fireable offense. And I think Jacob Grout was, was, was done wrong here by the administration. And there's a petition right now for ele- with 1,100 signatures for him to get his job back. I don't know if he's going to get his job back, but certainly the, the drumbeat is building in the community that people want him to get his job back. Someone on the text line is saying to me, Brady, why are you, you, know, why are you so strong about you know, a, a little portion of the text message that's new to you? Because the little portion of the text message that's new to me you know, says the words, um, keep your head. Let's see. I got to find it. Keep your head up, gentlemen. Uh, talking about motivation for the next game, you know, talking about beating their opponents. We are Highlanders. We are family. We will be champions. That's not a guy who is disparaging his team. That's not a guy who's a bad role model. That's a guy who made a bad mistake by swearing in that text message. Yes, that I'm not going to defend that for the 147th time. What I will defend is a guy with good intentions, with a good attitude, who drove all the way out here at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock on a Tuesday to show me this new portion of this text message and to show me how much he cared about it. That, that resonated with me, yes. And you know what? I'm starting to wonder now 
I got 90% of the text message from other people I have spoken to who have seen it. They have also only seen the 90% that I saw of the text message. So I am wondering, did the school board see the full text message or did they only see the 90% that I saw? Because the 90% makes Jacob Grout look a little bit worse. The other 10% makes him look a whole lot better. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Milo in North Troy sounds like somebody had an axe to grind with him, and unfortunately, uh, he gave them a chance to get rid of him. I think more will come out on that as we move forward. Look, what we'll do, the texts are coming in. We will step aside from the Jacob Grout story. We will go out. We will bring in Tom Brennan, former UVM men's basketball coach. We don't even have time to break, guys, so why don't we just get the uh, – let's just get the Tom Brennan intro music here, and then we'll get to TB, who's waiting on the line. He led Vermont to its greatest win in program history. Oh, my goodness! Sorrentine hit that one from the parking lot! He's the architect of the Catamounts basketball program. Vance Jennings. And he's with us now. It's time for our weekly talk with former UVM basketball coach Tom Brennan on the Brady Farkas Show. On WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. Welcome back to the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. It is Tuesday, best 15 minutes of the week as we sit down with former UVM men's basketball coach, the Hall of Famer, Tom Brennan. TB, how are you? I am wonderful, Brady Farkas. How about yourself? Good. Not as good as you, I got to say. We do a little video component of this interview also, and you are sitting in a robe right now, so I couldn't be as good as you. By my fireplace overlooking my lake. I mean, does it get any better than that? And and are you in a rocking chair also? I am, in fact. Man, you are perceptive. Oh, man. Well, good for you. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm trying trying to set the tone. Yeah, you are setting the tone very, very well. You know, Tuesdays often I've thought the worst day of the week. So if you're giving Amen. me a little a little comfort to it, that's a good thing. Um, let's talk a little UVM hoops. Regular season ends. They finish at 10-4, and four, a share of the regular season title. They're going to be the number two seed in the conference tournament. I guess I'll just kind of start overarching. They finish with a, with a share of the title for the fifth consecutive year, and that's the second longest streak in the country. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And I, I said, well, even when we lost that game on Friday, I said, don't matter. Banner. We get a banner. because And you know what happens now, Braden? Nobody even puts co-champ anymore. When they tie with somebody for the mm. regular season, they just put regular season champ. So that's what we'll do as well. And uh, and I'm I'm very proud of that, uh, being, the, you know, the old-timer. Uh, you know, we went through a lot. Everybody went through a lot, but we certainly did too. And to finish uh, tied for first – uh, you know, with with a chance, uh, you know, two games. I mean, let, let's face it. If, so, if we, you and I would have talked in November and said, okay, here's the deal. We need to win one at home and we need to win one on the road. And if we do that, we're going to go to the NCAA tournament. Sign me up wherever I got to go to get that deal. You know, so I, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't think anybody's way better than anybody else. I, don't, I certainly think there's a chance that um, – that uh, Baltimore could lose. That, that that would not shock me at all. And uh, you know, and and there's no guarantee that we're not going to lose. To be honest with you, but I I really like our team, and I think uh, you know we have a lot to play for, a lot of pride. We've you know five years in a row and all that. So we didn't get to go last year. 
and we were clearly the best team last year, no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, so you look at it all in all, uh, it was a wonderful year, and it, and it still can be an absolutely uh, almost perfect year. You know, I understand why the league has done it because of the coronavirus and everything, but do you like that UVM is getting a bye into the semifinal, or do you like that first-round game against, you know, a – a seven seed to kind of work the cobwebs out. Well, I, you know, if you if you put a gun to my head, uh, I would want to play. I would want to play, especially when you're playing a seven at home. You know what I yeah. mean? You gotta you gotta like your chances, and uh, so yeah, and that all you know to build a little momentum, and and yes, I that would be my first choice. Uh, you know, second choice is land in the semifinals. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll take that too. Um, the Friday game was disheartening coming off the Thursday game because the Thursday game was so good. They shot 47% from the from three, 55% almost from the floor. They had three guys with 20 points. I mean, everything that could go right on Thursday did. Everything that could go wrong on Friday did. They shot 18% from three. I think my biggest issue is now, this is a couple weekends in a row we've seen this team get to the line a whole lot in the first game and then stop the aggressiveness in the second game. What do they need to do moving forward? Well, I, I don't know, uh, and no excuse, no excuse uh, except to say, you know, that was the fourth game in seven days. It was against probably the, the second-best team in the league, the way I see it, uh, in their building, you know, so I can build up a little case. Uh, and But what we got to do is just what you said for the first game. We got to get to the line. Uh, you know, we have a couple of, of really, really wonderful players, guys that can win the game. Guys that, in fact, won the game on Thursday, and uh, and that's what they have to do next time. You know, Shungu and and uh, Smith and uh, and Davis. You know, they gotta they gotta show out. That's just the way it is. They gotta have big games because they're big game players, and you know, we we've proven that. So I think that um, you know we do have to be more aggressive. We have to get to the line a lot more. Uh, I don't know how tired we were on Friday. I can't really speak to that, but I I know it had to affect us some way. Uh, and I also say, Brave, one thing, um, you know, no fear about going to, uh, you know, you, you, no worry about going to Baltimore. Now, I mean, you could lose, obviously. There's no doubt about it. You could lose. But, man, if, uh, if that's what we got to go to win a championship, hell, we've done that. We've beaten them down there many, many, many times. So, And there won't be people. And, you know, so it, it, it really would be almost as fair as you could hope for in a championship game, right? Former Catamount head coach Tom Brennan with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. You mentioned Ben Shungu. I love watching him play, and um, I I didn't know where he started from. Like, I didn't see him play in high school. I know he redshirted um, early on in his UVM tenure. How much better has he gotten? One of the best that we've had here that I can remember from start to finish. He has improved so dramatically and i you know he was a player of the year in high school and uh and you know which is a tremendous honor i don't care what state you're in if you're the player of the year it's a good thing you're a pretty good player uh but he did come in um i thought overmatched certainly uh my my best guess for him uh brady was first of all we we gotta take him i think we absolutely gotta take him he's a local kid one of us uh you know so there was no doubt in my mind we you know i don't know where he's gonna go but we certainly should take him and uh and we did and it was it turns out to be a very wise move now my best sense early was this guy could um uh eventually be like a lockdown defender he really could but 
other than that, I, I'm not going to expect too much. Turns out, man, he's made so many big shots, so many big free throws, uh, and he is a total lockdown defender, you know, and his arm wingspan is amazing, and his, 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 he's got good timing, and, uh, but he's really become a way, way, way better offensive player than I, than I ever thought he could. You mentioned wanting to bring him on because he's local, and there's two schools of thought to that. I've seen that some programs like to bring on local players. Other programs don't want to bring on local players because they don't want to deal with the community backlash if a kid's not playing. Uh, Are you always in favor of bringing in a local talent? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'll take my, uh, you know, I'll take my chances on the backlash. You know, Uh, I'm not worried about that. And uh, and I think in terms of a community – you know, we are, I, I like to think, our basketball program is a part of a much larger community, but we have loads and loads of people that root for us. And we have, and those people are all, not all, but most of them are in Vermont and they're here and they come to games and they listen to you and they listen to games. And, and so they're, you know, if we can bring in a guy who, you know, people saw a play when he was in the seventh grade at CYO hmm. and now they're watching him play in Vermont. To me, that's a very cool thing. And I would, I would make a mistake on the uh, side of uh, taking a chance on a guy rather than uh, the other side. What about, you know, it's interesting. So the NCAA has granted everybody another year of eligibility if they want it. I want to see Benny Shungu come back next year because I think this team needs him, but he's already been in college for five years. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a hard sell to get him to ask to stay for a sixth. Uh, that's a really good question. And let me ask you this, my boy, who, who makes that decision? Does, does he make it or do they make it? I, I don't, I still don't know the answer to that question or how uh, are they, what, what are they doing about bringing kids in? He is eligible to stay if he wants to. They, if he wants to stay, they have to honor his scholarship. Okay, um, okay. And other people that they bring in, so be it. They're going to have to just deal with it if he's still here. I guess my biggest question is, is a guy who is already a fifth-year player, is do we think that Benny Shungu has pro ability? We've seen a lot of guys from UVM go play overseas. Trey Bell Haynes is playing very well right now professionally as well. Um, if he has a pro opportunity, I would imagine he would take that. But if it – if he doesn't or is on the fence about it, I could see him coming back. Oh, sure. And, and this is why, Brady, because every year every year that he's come back, we almost didn't recognize him. He was like a different guy. He was so much yeah. better, so much improved. So why not one more year? And I think even if he does have uh, pro aspirations uh, of any ilk, uh, why not one more year here to you know make him bigger and stronger and more experienced and all those things? So uh, plus he's a delight. He's a delight in the community. He's, he's one of those guys that's everywhere you go, uh, when you could go, he yeah. was there, you know, and, uh, and he represents us so well. And, uh, you know, he's, he's as much an, of an ambassador as, any, as anything else. So I would, I would hope that he would come back. And, uh, and if he did come back, you know, I think he could go to graduate school, which, which would be fine. Nothing wrong with that. And, um, but, yeah, I would, I would really hope. Uh, I hope he and Smith both come back, to be honest with you. You know, it's really interesting. We always want a team to have a star and have a go-to guy, and UVM has that. We also don't want a team to be relying on every, you know, on that guy. We want to see all this depth and see everybody score eight and ten points, and UVM doesn't have that right now. When we got to the UMBC game, all of a sudden that rotation shrunk and the people scoring shrunk. Like, so how do you balance that? Are you okay if Smith, Shungu, and, and Davis score all the points, or do you want to see it more evenly distributed? Well, I, I do want to see. 
I, I would like to see it um, a little bit more distributed uh, in a perfect world. But if they're getting 60, if they're getting 63, yeah. uh, the three of them, you know, that's, you know, that don't leave much else. And so, uh, but, but we need uh, uh, 12 to come up and come in and get a big basket. You know, we mm -hmm. need Missoula to make that key steal. We need, you know, we need people to help them. But those three are capable of winning a game. They've proven that. They, they you know, we can win a game with those three guys playing well and the rest – Guys just trying to defend and, and, you know, make, you know, little plays. and But they're capable. Those three guys, we have three guys that are really capable of, of, of going and winning the game. I do think that. And, uh, uh, and we do have good helpers. But they really have to be uh, in the next two games for sure. You know, I mentioned this last week. It kind of came to me after our talk was that the Boston College job is now open. And, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out if that's even a good job for John Becker if he wanted to consider it. If you're thinking or you, if you talk to people who are thinking about moving up in the coaching landscape, what's the thing that's most important? Like, what are you looking for in that next opportunity? You know, it's, it's, it's different for everybody, Brady. Um, uh, I'm just going to say, okay, um, say it was me. And um, it was, you know, 15 years old. Say it was me. Say it was me and not John Becker that had the opportunity to go yep. to BC. Okay. Let me say this very succinctly. I'd walk there. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'd walk there. The idea to me uh, that you can get an ACC job. Okay. Uh, a very, very difficult one. No, no doubt about that. But um, you can get one. And you are in a situation that ha is struggling now, no doubt, but has won, has won, has won big. I remember, um, I believe that Boston College beat North Carolina in an ACC tournament final or maybe, mm. or got to a tournament. You know what I mean? When they had Al Skinner and they, they were, they were really good. So, so it's not the idea that. Um, you know, they're awful now or they're not, you know, the, the, you can't do it or they're in the wrong league. First of all, if you go there, you're going to go for two and a half, three million dollars. That's the first thing. And we cannot minimize that. There is no way to minimize that because what that says to you is what it says to me is, OK, they're going to give me five years at 12 million. <laughs> I pull up the covers. Yeah. I don't have to win a game. For, to be set for the rest of my life. I don't have to win a game. So, therefore, you go in with the attitude of, hey, I know what I'm getting into here. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Uh, and I don't think, you know, what I, what I don't think, great is I, I don't think, you know, people talk about the financial considerations enough. I really don't. And, uh, you know, when I started, uh, the first job I, I got with Rolly Massimino, uh, I was making $10,000. It was 1974. And, and he was making 17. Think about that. Mm, and wow. so, uh, but now, you know, like if you go in there with 12 million, uh, which will be the number 10 million, and it's even like, it's, it's almost laughable to say it like that. Um, then the only, then the pressure you have is to win, which, which is the pressure you have anywhere. But you have no pressure financially. All you do, I mean, think about, I, I, I just, I don't know how to do this. You're probably a better math guy than me. Yeah. Think about what your check would be, okay? If you were making $2.8 a year, what the, what the hell would that check be every two weeks? I, I can't even imagine it, you know? So I think if you take the financial considerations off the table, nobody wants to talk about that. 
but say, why wouldn't I go for that job? I'm a good coach. I'm a great coach. I've already proven that. I, I won crazy numbers at Vermont. So you, you, you don't think I can win in the, in the uh, ACC? Well, watch me. You know, watch me. And, uh, and if I don't, if in fact I don't, you know, uh, you know I, I slip off to my, to my house in Cancun with Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well certainly it'll be an interesting storyline to follow we hope who do you think it. wait 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 see i don't know i don't like when you do that well, who, do you tell me something okay you tell me why he should or shouldn't go um he should go if they call if he thinks that he can build it to a sustainable level i saw someone call it a stepping stone job and that might work if you're 36 34. John Becker's 52. I think if he leaves, it's got to be somewhere where he can retire and somewhere where he can see himself being there for a decade plus. I don't think he wants to work his tail off until 57 and then leave again. Not that 57 is old, but I just don't think, you know, he wants to be in that situation at at 57 years old. I think if he leaves, he wants to be somewhere he can be forever. Uh Uh-huh. That's fair. That's fair. And, uh, and, and now when you, when you get into that realm and, and uh, you know, he's, he's, He's well compensated here. I mean, I, I don't want to start throwing numbers around here because it's not fair, but he, he's well compensated for Vermont. My goodness. And, and well, he should be. There's no doubt that he should be uh, paid, that he's underpaid. I mean, if you can say such a thing, but he is underpaid given all the big picture. So if he gets an opportunity, uh, the next step for him is going to be uh, starting at two million dollars, whatever, whatever job mm. it is, or or a million five, if it, you know, if they're going to lowball them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I like to be lowballed at a million Amen, five a year. Amen, brother. So, Amen. <laughs> TB, we appreciate it as always. Best fifteen minutes of the week does not disappoint. We will talk to you again next week. Always a pleasure, my boy. Can't wait. Looking forward to it again. There goes Tom Brennan, former Catamount basketball coach. We will get to the takeaways in the 6 o'clock hour from TV. A lot of text coming in on the Jacob Grout situation as well. What we'll do, we'll step aside. We'll get the CBS News national update. We'll read your text, and I'll tell you what I think Harwood should do about Jacob Grout. That's next on WDEV. 96.1 WDEV. Now it's back to the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. Welcome back, Brady Farkas Show right here, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Reminder, high school basketball, boys coming up tonight, Randolph and Hazen. We'll have coverage for you about 645. Brent Curtis sitting courtside there. Um, the Napa Waterbury and Napa Morrisville text line is open at 802-585-3026. I want to thank Tom Brennan for coming on. That full interview available on the Brady Farkas Show podcast page, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and online. A lot of people getting in on the Jacob Grout situation over at Harwood. We've been covering it for the last two days. TJ says, Brady, thank you for the outstanding coverage on this topic. It's about time a local sports show covered things like this fair and balanced. I agree the coach should be suspended for a game or two. That is up to the school. However, this is too harsh of a punishment for a first-time offense. It's rare that a school will bring a coach back around here. I hope it works out. But sadly, his reputation has taken a hit because of a couple people or two. Love your show. TJ, I thank you. And uh, I'm sure Jacob Grout appreciates you as well. But I thank you for the support of this show. And uh, all I can say is tell your friends. 5.30 to 7 every single night. And again, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh Unnamed texter, there are many who feel the parent who complained about Jacob Grout has the school on edge because she is suing the Board of Education at this time, claiming you know, some other stuff. 
the feeling is that they didn't want to fight with her, and that's why they took what she said and ran with it. Um, I'm not going to go that far, but I have heard that the family that complained about Jacob Grout has a litigious side to them, and I'll leave it at that because I don't want to speculate on legal matters there. Uh, Dean says, Dean up in Plattsburgh, the Harwood administration must have a holier-than-thou attitude. I feel the coach is sincere and regrets his actions. The coach should be brought back, and the entire team needs a group talk with no parents. Um, as a member of the hockey team, I don't know of one player who would not want Jacob Grout back as our coach. Our support for him is unanimous. Our current coaches are amazing, and we really appreciate them sticking around. However, players and coaches alike are hoping that Jake will be reinstated. So that's one of the current players over at Harwood with his perspective. Um, you know how I feel. You know how I feel in that Jacob Grout was wrong to do what he did, but he should not have been fired. That is well established. I believe he should have his job back. The question is what needs to happen now from the administrative side as far as I can see it. There's a, more than 1,100 signatures to get Jacob Grout back as the head coach at Harvard. 1,100 signatures plus on a um, on a uh, – Petition And a lot of text coming in, so sorry as I was reading one, I lost my train of thought. So more than 1,100 signatures to get Jacob Grout back as the head coach at Harwood. Here is what I would do, and I thought a lot about this, and at this point, nothing is perfect. At this point, as far as I can see, almost nothing can be done that's perfect. I'm in support of Jacob Grout. I believe he should have his job back. But the school finally, for once, needs to handle this correctly. They need, there's a saying in sports to not compound mistakes with mistakes. That is what the administration needs to do. Stop rushing to conclusions. Stop. As much as I want Jacob Grott to get his to get his job back, it feels like the administration was bullied into making the decision to fire him. They should not be bullied into just giving him the job back. He should have his job back, but there should be a process where something in this process is done thorough and done right. I want Jacob Grout to have his job back, but I do think that finally someone should stop, breathe, and really look at the situation here. And I believe it should end with him getting his job back, but it can't. we just can't be, we can't hand out pink slips one day and hand jobs back the other. Harwood, that needs to stop. My advice to you is let's stop being so reactive to everything and start being proactive. So this is a tough year given how short the year is. There's only a month left of the season at this point. The high school season ends, the winter season ends on March 27th. So somewhere between six and eight games is all that's left. I think the school needs to finally properly review all the materials. They need to review the text message that I saw today in full, the full uh, text message that Jacob Grout sent, of which I believe makes him look better in this situation. They need to review that. They need to bring in Jacob Grout and talk openly about this and you know, see it in his eyes and see that he regrets it and see his feelings on it. I saw his eyes today. I believe that he is upset with what he did, and I believe he takes ownership of it. He came here, and I met him today, and I believe that he is genuinely upset about what he did and how he transpired, or about how this transpired. I think they need to see that at Harwood. So we're at this point. They need to bring Jacob Grout in. 
They need to see the full message. They need to talk with Jacob Grout, see in his eyes and hear in his words, and they need to give him a chance. They need to be open and receptive to what Jacob Grout is saying. It can't just be going in with a predisposed notion against him. Give him a chance and be open. They also, in my opinion, need to speak with parents. So I understand a lot of people are against the parents on this situation or against the complaining parents on this one. They still need to be heard. They, If we're going to do this right, all sides need to be heard. Jacob Grout needs to be heard. The offended parent needs to be heard. And then I would bring in members of the team. I would bring in the team captains, the leadership group of the team. I would bring in young members of the team, um, freshmen and sophomores, to say, could you play for Jacob Grout again? Because if he's going to be the head coach again in the future, you got to know that these guys can play for him. This process that I am proposing, it's going to take time. And that is why I'm saying that I understand it is not perfect. It's going to take time. In fact, it's going to take too much time, I think, for Jacob Grout to just be the coach for the next six games of this season. What I would say is that I think Jacob Grout should be cleared. I think he should be given the job back in full next year. And I think he should be on the bench this year as quick as possible once he's cleared as an assistant coach. What I don't want is this thing to take three weeks, there to be two games left in the season, the team has a coaching staff, the team has a rhythm, the team has a system, has terminology, and then Jacob Grout is just thrown back in as the head coach with two games left. I don't think that's fair to anybody. It's not fair to the current coaches who are acting as the head coaches. It's not, cur- it's not fair to Jacob Grout, the players, etc. So here's what I would propose. I think that Jacob Grout should be given his job back. I think he should be the head coach next year. I think this investigation, this discussion should be ongoing and it should be done right because I know it will take time. I'd put Jacob Grout back on the bench this year as an assistant to be around his team, to be around the guys that like him and that he likes, and also it will not disrupt the current head coaches and what they have done in the wake of this situation. I believe that is the most fair for everybody. Should get his job back. This year it should be as an assistant because just of the short nature of this season, it's too clunky to just insert him as the head coach again and override the current crew. There is no good way about this. There is no easy way about this, but I do believe that Jacob Grout deserves his job back in the long term. The Napa Waterbury text line is open, 802-585-3026, Again, the text line is open. So, couple other texts as well. Um, let's see. Okay, Amy gets in on the text line and says, let's see. I'm sorry, not Amy. I have an unnamed texter. We have a player whom this decision has directly impacted. In conversing with him, the team is treating this player who may have complained or had their parents complained with respect. This speaks to Jacob Grout's character as a coach, fostering a family and creating a team who is unified and cares for one another. In spite of conflict and disagreement, I couldn't be more proud of my son and his teammates at Harwood for their positive behavior towards their fellow teammate. And I credit much of this to Jacob Grout for his upstanding character and priorities to emphasize team over individual. Continuing on. I am a fellow Harwood coach, and when I learned of Jacob's termination, I was extremely bothered by the course of action taken by the administration. I want to know, and other coaches, 
Uh, I want to know that I and other coaches can make a mistake and have leaders who will support us in learning from our mistakes. Corrective, supportive, and restorative actions are the best approach. In this case, I would agree. In this case, I would agree with that as well. There are things, right? We all know this. There are infractions that can't be forgiven. There are infractions that can go 0 to 100 and get you fired. We, d we don't have to use our imagination too much to figure out what those would be. This is not one of them as far as I'm concerned. In this case, you could go with any number of steps other than just outright firing him. But now that you've, you've bungled it, let's at least do this right and let's, get, let's do the process correctly. And it should end with him being the head coach again. But I don't want the administration to just be an administration that can just be, you know, we're just firing off decisions left and right with no real thought. The, the thought has to be done here now. He should get his job back, but there should be a process here to get the job back. And I don't want to see the team yo-yoed around with who their coach is this year. Another player on Harwood comes in on the Napa Waterbury text line. Um, I don't think Harwood fully grasps how close they were to having many of us quit the team because of this. You know who just, you know who talked me down from quitting? Coach Grout. That's a player who's telling you that I almost quit the team because of Jacob Grout's termination. So, um, you know, that's pretty powerful stuff there. That is pretty powerful stuff there. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. I will be trying to get a administrator on from Harwood. I admittedly have not tried yet. So um, yesterday we had uh, Jacob Grout on. Today I met with Jacob Grout, and that wasn't really in the plans. It just kind of happened. So, um you know, I have not reached out to an administrator yet. I will. I don't know that they will speak to me, but I will reach out to them. Another text, the three captains have met with the principals twice already to voice their concerns and to beg for their coach back. The principals continue to say they want to support their boys' mental health. Not bringing their coach back doesn't help them. Help them. I am glad to hear that the captains have spoken with the principals. I want to see, though, what you need is, again, not a reactive approach. Finally here, the school has to be proactive. And I understand it's going to take longer than some people want. But this meeting, the captains need to meet with all these people. I would say the offended parent, Jacob Grout, the assistant coaches, the captains, and some younger players representing the team need to meet with the principals, the superintendent, the athletic director, and likely some school board members as well. This can't just be a small group of people making this decision. There has to be a larger scale effort here, as far as I'm concerned. Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Uh, quick update on Tiger Woods. We know that his injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. His golf future was already in question, though. Um, it continues to be in doubt. He had a back surgery um, recently that he was coming back from. He did not play, you know, was talking about trying to play at the Masters upcoming here in a couple of months. Uh, again, his injuries are not life-threatening. He was in a single-car accident in Los Angeles. The um, Los Angeles fire captain, as I read, says the jaws of life were not used to get him out. That was an or original report of the car. Seen multiple. He's in surgery, or he's been in surgery, and there's been some leg uh, issues here as well. So some leg issues. Uh, I saw potential surgery um, on his legs, potential, or rather there's, there's 
all this is coming in. I mean, my goodness, just update after update. But uh, sur- he's in surgery, or he's been in surgery, and there is also um, potential of leg injury. So that is where we're at right now on Tiger Woods. We'll continue to keep you updated. It's a Brady Farkas show on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEV Radio. Dot com. One last one on Jacob Grout. My son played for him uh, for years, including captaining last year's championship team. He is a role model for his athletes. I taught and coached at Harwood and was brought into the principal's office on occasion. It was always a learning experience, and I continued my career. It's all about the process. Black and Gold is a strong community and one that values hard work, dedication, and community. Thanks, Brady, for a thoughtful program. Thank you. I appreciate you listening again. If you ever miss any of the show, because I'm, I'm kind of gathering at this point that we've done really well listener-wise. This is a new show still. We are we haven't even been on the air for four months, and it is a, a new show. And I know that a new show takes time to grow. Our podcast numbers are doing very, very well. Um, those are numbers that I see every single day. Our podcast numbers are doing really well. I think that this story and us talking about this story has introduced us to a lot of new listeners in the community as well. And I appreciate you guys being on board with us. So uh, continue to be on board with us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and live 530 to 7 on WDEVradio.com. I want to talk about this real quick because did you see this story yesterday? Now, I guess former Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was heckled at his own football camp. He was at a 7-on-7 tournament, and Cam you know, was kind of running things there. A 15-year-old kid was heckling Cam Newton about his career. The audio gets kind of grainy about halfway through, so I'll cut it off about halfway through. But you'll hear the kid say that Cam is a free agent. You're 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 about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. So he says that the kid says you're a free agent, aka that Cam stinks. He's not anywhere any good right now. So that's what the kid is essentially implying. Cam then kind of wittily comes back and says, Yeah, but I'm rich. And then the kid goes, You're about to be poor. So that is where we are at right now. This 15 year old kid is telling Cam Newton that he's a free agent and he's about to be poor. This kid could not be more dumb right now. And I have a hard time calling a 15 year old kid dumb, but this kid could not be more dumb in this instant. The level of disrespect given to Cam Newton by this kid could not be more dumb right now. And look, just like I don't want to crucify Jacob Grout for one mistake, I'm not going to crucify this kid. This kid also can learn from this mistake. This kid also should be allowed to go to college. This kid should be given a scholarship if he's good enough to play football. This kid should not have this incident held against him for his entire life. But he also should be learning from this situation because you could not come off like a bigger bigger doofus than this 15-year-old kid did yesterday. And look, I get it. Generationally, to a 15-year-old, Cam Newton might not be that impressive, right? He doesn't know. You know, Cam Newton was, this kid was like four years old when Cam Newton was the number one pick in the draft and the Heisman Trophy winner. He was like nine when Cam wins the MVP and goes to the Super Bowl. So I understand that he that Cam doesn't hold the same value to this kid that he holds to some of his younger teammates in New England. Right? Like Jacoby Myers idolized Cam growing up. This kid doesn't idolize Cam, and that's okay. But, my goodness, the, one of the most pertinent thoughts out there is 
If you want to be successful, then find successful people and kind of just mimic what they do. And this kid had an opportunity to talk with a current NFL player who's had an unbelievable career and an unbelievable resume. You might think that Cam Newton stinks now, but Cam Newton is a guy that if I had a chance to talk to as a young football player, oh, trust me, I'd be talking and I'd be listening and I'd be asking questions and I'd be respectful of him. That would be the opportunity of a lifetime, and this kid blew it. Emmanuel Acho is a former NFL player, one of the most thoughtful people in media. He's on uh, Speak for Yourself on Fox Sports 1. Listen to him. Do we have Emmanuel Acho, guys? No, we're working to get Emmanuel Acho. Okay, so let's see uh, see if we can get him in a second here. Um, because what he said was pretty powerful, and it's exactly how I felt when I heard it. Maybe now. Let me talk to the kid. If you are in the presence of someone who has been where you are trying to go, shut up and listen. Bring if you're in the presence of someone who's been where you're trying to go, shut up and listen. So I'm trying to be a TV maven. I got a call. Oprah Winfrey. When Oprah calls me, you know what I do? I take my cell phone out, I open up the notes section, and I just start taking notes. I'm also trying to acquire a lot of money in this world, so I've hung out with Gary Keller. He's a billionaire, Keller, uh, owner of Keller Williams Realty, number one realty agency in this country. When he talks, I take out my pen and paper, and I just take notes because he has been, and Oprah has been, where I am trying to go. And this kid blew his opportunity to do that. If A 15-year-old kid. A 15-year-old kid disrespecting Cam Newton like this. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that this kid would blow that opportunity. Again, he doesn't have to look at Cam like he's the greatest player ever because to this kid, he's not. This kid is more interested probably in Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or um, you know Trevor Lawrence when he comes out. These are guys that this kid might grow up idolizing and might grow up watching. Cam Newton's not that guy to him. That's cool. But to trash talk a guy who was the number one pick in the draft, you should be valuing that experience. And, and my goodness, again, he doesn't deserve to be crucified for this either. He, his life deserves to go on. I hope he realizes his mistake. He apologized whether or not he meant it or he just was forced to. I don't know. But in three years when this kid tries to get a college scholarship, I hope this isn't held against him. But you could not look more out of touch than this kid. Because if I had the opportunity... If I had the opportunity to hang out with Colin Cowherd or even, you know, Mike Francesa. Mike Francesa is a radio host that I don't particularly love, right? He doesn't do my brand of radio. But you know what? I went to a speaking, I went to a radio conference in February right before COVID shut everything down in New York. And Mike Francesa spoke. And you know what I did? I took notes and I hung on every word. I don't love Mike Francesa. I don't listen to Mike Francesa. But when you are the guy who is known as the pioneer of sports talk radio, I'm going to listen and hear what you have to say and hear the stories and hear how you did it. And I'll, if I can take one thing from it, then it then it was successful for me. It was worth it. This kid blew a giant opportunity. Brady Farkas Show, the Napa Morrisville text line, 802-585-3026. One more thing on Jacob Grout from an unnamed texter. I agree with everything you have said tonight. I really Agree that bringing him back at the end of this season wouldn't be any good, but it would be good to bring him back. I think the team will benefit thinking that next year he's coming back. So that speaks to the point that I had when I said that I thought that uh, just inserting him this year again would be clunky as the head coach. But if you could get him on staff as the assistant this year, let him supplement what's happened at Harwood this year, be around the guys, let the guys be around him, 
then I think that would be a good step moving forward and him getting his job back next year. Again, Brady Farkas show right here on WDEV. We do it every single night. Let's get to who's saying what. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did he say? And, and it would be a terrible mistake for Bill Belichick to bring Cam back because Cam can't play football anymore. He just can't play quarterback in the National Football League. They really said that? With all due respect to Danny Amendola, Danny Amendola don't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to the Patriot way. It's time for Who's Saying What on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. You know, it's ironic we were just talking about Cam and, and the kid at Camp's Camp. Cam was also on a really interesting podcast with former NFL stars Brandon Marshall, Fred Taylor, and Chad Johnson, and he was asked if he would come back to New England. Cam is a free agent, as the 15-year-old kid pointed out. He was asked, would you want to go back to New England? Would you go back? Yes. Hell yes. Especially, uh, definitely, with the offseason. You get offseason, you got OT. Everything. I don't have to ch- – I'm getting tired of changing, bro. I'm at a point in my career, bro, I know, I know way more than I knew last year. Correct. Now, you give me what you just said. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's a different now, ball game. Now, it's hey, a different ball game. Okay, not even that. A, a system with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know me. Doughboy knows me. Jacoby knows me. Bud knows me. The, the young tight ends know me. The younger guys that's going to come in, this is how I can react. Like, we're, we're still trying to flush out the 20 years of how it used to be. So Cam says that, yes, hell yes, he would come back. And look. Tomorrow is the day for a lot of Cam talk, but I want to address this now. This shouldn't surprise anyone at all that Cam says he would come back. I've been saying this for months. Cam should want to come back to New England for a lot of different reasons, one of which it's one of very few places that has a starting job open or at least an open competition. Maybe the Eagles with Jalen Hurts in the wake of getting rid of Carson Wentz, Maybe the Bears, with Mitch Trubisky being a free agent and Nick Foles just being there. Right now, those are the only spots that I see where there's really a quarterback competition. New England is on that list. That alone should interest Cam. Everyone else seems to have a plan locked in or a clear draft slot to go get their guy. Cam, New England, that is a marriage that should be great for Cam to think about. I thought it was interesting about Cam saying he's getting tired of moving as he gets older. This is a guy who's only been in two spots in his career, so he hasn't really moved a lot. So evidently, he is a guy that likes stability, and I think he gets stability in New England. You know, he gets stability in the way the program is run. He gets stability in the coaching staff that he works with, the consistency, the regime. He gets all of that in New England. And now it's a location in New England he's that he's familiar with. Cam, you know, I've heard him say this on a couple of occasions. Cam looks outgoing, right? Like just he dresses um, provocatively, but not in a you know not in the way we usually think of provocative. He just dresses um, flashily. We usually think that people who dress flashily like to be out there. Cam is relatively reclusive. He's not a guy who wants to be out at the club. He's not that guy. So the fact that he is more familiar with this area, I think he likes that. He knows his bearings there. He's got his bearings. He's got his limits. He knows his boundaries. He knows what what's there. And I think it makes him feel comfortable. I get 100% why he wants to stay. And I think Cam was being genuine all year when he said he enjoyed his experience in New England. I understand the record wasn't great. I understand that they were 7-9 and nine this season. 
But he spoke glowingly of Josh McDaniels. He spoke glowingly of Bill Belichick. And I don't believe that he was lying. I don't believe he was lying. He's a genuine guy. Why would he lie about this? He was open and transparent all year. And if he had had an, uh, if he had had an issue with New England, I think he would have made it known on that podcast. He's a free agent. What he says about New England has little ramification at this point. If he didn't want to go back there, he could have said whatever he wanted to. He was in a in a forum with four of his, with three of his peers, where you're a lot likely to be more loose slipped. He didn't do it. I think he was speaking genuinely and honestly. And I'm telling you, fans, this Patriot fans who don't want Cam, think about this. You should be more receptive to the idea of him coming back because look around. Matthew Stafford's gone. Carson Wentz is gone. Russell Wilson isn't coming here, and neither is Deshaun Watson. Because Matthew or uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick excites, excites me a little bit. Marcus Mariota excites me less. Cam, at least I'm consistent with him. At least I know what I get with him. I know what I like with him. And the Patriots should draft a quarterback. I've been saying that for weeks. I've been saying it for months they need to draft a quarterback. I'm not saying give Cam the job and let him start for 16 or 17 games next year. But give him an opportunity to win the job. Draft a quarterback. That guy's the future. If you're going to play with a stopgap, it's it's good to play with Cam, who is um, at least a consistent presence in your locker room and I think genuinely enjoys being there. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Coming up, we'll check in on the high school basketball situation and tell you when we're going out to Hazen and Randolph. They're a little bit ahead of schedule in the JV game, so we'll tell you how far away we are from tip-off. It's next on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV. Now it's back to the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. Still got some time left on the Brady Farkas Show. We're getting ready for boys basketball high school version between Randolph and Hazen. We'll send you out there to Brent Curtis when the uh, teams are getting ready for warm-ups right now, finishing up the JV game. And so the good, that gives me a little chance to kind of end the show on this. So, guys, give me a little closing thoughts music. Closing thoughts. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. All right, closing thoughts on the Brady Farkas Show. Remember, if you miss any of it, you can always check us out on the Full Show Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Just search for the Brady Farkas Show there. I want to address something. I've been going back and forth with people on social media about this for the last couple of days, and I want to bring it to the air. Kemba Walker was completely wrong last Friday night when after the Celtics win against Atlanta, he was wearing a New York Yankees hat in his press conference post-game. There's a huge thing in life called knowing your surroundings and knowing the room you are in. And Kemba did not know that. You cannot play for the Boston Celtics, play for a team in Boston, and wear a New York Yankees hat. That is unacceptable. And I saw a lot of people giving me grief on social media, telling me that I was way out of line or way out of proportion and yada, yada, yada. I don't care what you think about this. This is the rule. When you play in Boston, it is different, and you cannot, under any circumstances, wear a New York Yankee hat. Like, I mean, in my head, okay, there could be a very small number of circumstances that I'm not going to go down that dark road with, but you cannot, by and large, wear a New York Yankees hat. 
Napa Waterbury text line open, 802-585-3026. Am I going crazy like people think I am on social media? Because you have to know. You have to have the self-awareness to know where you are, where you play, and who your fans are, and you have to do your best to embrace your fans and not alienate them. And when you are a Boston athlete and you wear a Yankees hat, you are alienating your fans. I get it. Kemba is from the Bronx. That doesn't matter to me. It's not about stripping away Kemba's individualism or having him forget that he was born in New York, but it is about embracing your new home while you play there. I'm not asking him to wear a Red Sox hat. I'm asking him to not wear a Yankees hat. And if you think I'm being way too picky here, then go look what happened to Jalen Hurts, Eagles rookie quarterback, who's from Houston. When he wore an Astros hat... At his first press conference as the starter, go and Google Jalen Hurts Astros hat and tell me how people in Philadelphia were feeling about this. Yeah, here we go. Travis and Milton on the text line. I'm a lifelong New England fan and I don't care. Matthew up in Quebec says, let it go, man. Kemba is from the Bronx. (sighs) Things are different in this area. They just are. It's part of what makes Boston or New England so great. Things are just different. If a player played for the San Diego Padres and wore a Minnesota Vikings hat, I don't think I'd bat an eye at it. But here, the rules are different. Here, the rules are different. Let me present you this situation. A couple years ago, international hockey tournament. Austin Matthews, great young player in the NHL. Okay, Great young player in the NHL. An American-born player. He tweets out, USA, USA. As the USA is playing Canada, Austin Matthews plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is among the best players in the NHL. He is the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't think that Maple Leafs fans or the country of Canada that Maple Leafs fans represent and live in, I don't think that they appreciate their star player tweeting out USA, USA. I get countries a little bit different than the Yankees, but if I were Austin Matthews, I still would have just kept my mouth shut. If you want to play in the Olympics and represent Team USA, that's one thing that fans will get behind and be okay with. But in a you know a, a world championship situation where you're tweeting out USA, I don't think it's smart for you to go and tick off the country that pays you, the fans that root for you, the companies that endorse you. I don't think that that's smart. So yes, when Kemba Walker wears a Yankees hat, I think Kemba Walker is acting inappropriately and out of line. Look, you all agree there's a line somewhere. If Kemba wore a New York Knicks hat, you wouldn't like it, right? You wouldn't agree with it because you'd say what? You'd say that Kemba Walker plays for the Boston Celtics. He should not represent another NBA team. Fine. He should not represent the city of New York. It's that simple. When you play in Boston, the world is different. And Kemba signed on here. He wanted to come here. He should know the rules. We have praised Kemba Walker over and over again for his self-awareness, for being the anti-Kyrie Irving. I give him the benefit of the doubt in a whole lot of ways. I give him the benefit of the doubt in a whole lot of ways. This one, though, he was wrong. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEV Radio. Com. All right, it is 641. We're approaching tip-off of high school basketball between Hazen and uh, Randolph. We'll send you out there 
with Brent Curtis on the call. Brady Farkas Show podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, more to come on the Jacob Grout story. I will work to get a Harwood administrator on at some point here soon. So uh, continue listening, everybody. Thanks for all the texts on the Napa Morrisville text line. Always open, 802-585-3026. High School Hoops is next on your home for High School Hoops, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com.